You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That's right. You're getting two, at least two, episodes of the podcast today. I'm Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to Loho Daily. I want to talk about The Last Dance because I want to kind of do a preview and a review every week so here's my preview first of all can we just talk a little bit about the pettiness of the people in Detroit I saw this this morning and I was like of course because of course this is how they roll in Detroit they can't let anyone have a moment this from the Detroit Pistons Twitter account Let's watch the bad boys win a title. Game four of the 89 finals starts at eight on Fox Sports Detroit. That's great. It's great. It's interesting, too, that they would decide that they were going to show their finale on a Sunday night when people are going to be watching the last dance. If ratings are any indication, people are going to be watching the last last dance episode where we focus in on Dennis Rodman, who was one of the people on that team. John Sally was on the Bulls, too. After Sally was like one of the only guys. It was like him, Buddha, Vinny Johnson, that didn't act an ass after the Bulls beat them in 91. Anyway, of course Detroit is, that's how they're going to roll. That's their level of petty. It's so interesting to me, like the first couple of episodes of this documentary were really used to set up everything, to kind of set up the characters, if you will, the narrative for people who didn't know. And the more that I hear the the director, Jason Ayer, talk about all of this, it's clear to me that ESPN and Netflix wanted him to make it as plain as possible for people who don't who didn't live through this to get a sense of how everything was like why was it that Michael Jordan was such a phenomenon why was he so magical what was it about his drive and determination that was going to make him an icon why were those bulls teams so important like all of those things needed to be set up what's crazy is is that i heard from friends of mine that have seen the documentary that now the gets real. Now we're going to get into the stuff because all the perfunctory stuff is over with. 
They've set it all up now. They've let everyone know, okay, these are the roles that people are going to play in this. This is who this person is, and this is why they're important. And now we can start to get to some of the stuff that went on with this team, get some of that behind-the-scenes practice stuff, find out more about Dennis Rodman. I was told that episode three is going to be wild. Now, something else. Earlier this week, I got sent a copy of the first eight episodes of this documentary. And I didn't get sent them like from ESPN or Netflix. I know a guy that knows a guy. And I think that the guy that I know that knows the guy, that guy is probably going to get fired. Anyway, I decided that I did not want to watch them. Not because I have some big deal, big issue about pirated stuff, although I would understand people being angry about getting pirated stuff. I do believe, though, if I gave, if I texted out these copies of the first eight episodes to you, you would probably watch them, right? (laughs) Yeah, I was tempted to do it, too. I'm not going to lie. But what I wanted to do and what I thought was so cool about last week was it was the first time in a long time that we had gotten the opportunity to watch something together. That we as a sports public were finally going to have a chance to share something in real time. So I, Mel actually asked me, she's like, why aren't you going to watch them? And I said, well... It's because I've waited 22 years for this, for a documentary on this. I can, I can wait three more weeks to see the whole thing and also have that great piece of entertainment and that sense of community that all of us sports fans are kind of digging for. So I'm looking forward to that. I loved being able to delve into it last week, knowing that my parents are watching, like my parents are into this and I... You know, my dad, like I've talked about before, my dad's an academic. Like, he's not really a huge, he's a big sports fan, but he leaves the minutiae of sports to me. My mom doesn't really care about sports, but they're watching this because they live through it and they know how big of a thing it was. That's what I think is kind of cool is the intergenerational viewing of this, where you have my parents are in their 70s. You know, their son's in their 40s. I got a nephew who's almost, wow, he's almost 30. Wow. <laughs> and he kind of doesn't remember this. He remembers it, but it's more of him looking at YouTube videos of it or us talking about it, me and my brother talking about it, than him living it. This gives you a better opportunity to live through some of this stuff. So to me... Everyone watching it at the same time and play out the same way. It was important to me. It might be a geeky thing, but I'm cool with staying up until 10 to to watch this, to settle in and and do that. So now let me get to, to what I hope that I see. I had always heard that the relationship between Jordan and Rodman was non-existent that there was still bad blood from Detroit 
And they were just completely different human beings. Jordan's a very serious dude. Although, Jordan liked to, he liked to party too. You know, he he wasn't one that would turn away from an opportunity to go to Vegas and go hit the tables and have drinks and have some drinks on the golf course and all of that stuff. What Rodman was doing was beyond. It's going to be hard for people to fathom someone like Dennis Rodman who didn't live through it. And I'm looking forward to what the reactions are going to be from those people. If you remember what it was like back in the day, this is not, we had never seen anything like this. There's a lot of stuff that's going on with Dennis Rodman. He's, he's gender bending. He's living in the limelight of celebrity and partying and still being able to go do his job. Also, a pretty selfless player. And I wonder if, if I hope that that's exactly what it turns out to be when we see it tonight. But this was a guy that said, I don't need to score. I'm just going to go rebound. I'm just going to get 20 rebounds a game. And during this period of time where Scottie Pippen is not available, this is still a really good team. And I, I do think that some of it is downplayed to an extent that I'm not comfortable with. Because if you remember, do you remember what they used to call Ron Harper? Like when Ron Harper was playing ball in Cleveland, you know what they called him? A poor man's Michael Jordan. And that season for the Bulls, he played every game, averaged 10 points a game. Tony Kukoc, great player. Steve Kerr. I mean, they, it'll be interesting to see what what were the, the difficulties that Michael felt like he had to endure with this group. And why was it that Dennis Rodman was the only person that he could kind of count on? Maybe because with Rodman, you could count on he was just going to go get his rebounds. That's all he was going to do. He was going to run the floor. He's going to defend. He was going to get rebounds. Going to give Jordan another opportunity to to make buckets and win games while Scotty's out. I hope that there is a greater appreciation for Scotty the player after all of this. Even though I I understand anyone who says Scotty's kind of selfish. Like I get it, and I'm a Scotty stan one hundred percent. But that'll be interesting. And I think that we'll probably finally get an introduction of the rest of the guys. Think about the first two episodes of this thing. We got to know Jerry Krause, a little bit of Jerry Reinsdorf, Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, and Scottie Pippen. It was almost like the rest of the dudes didn't even exist. And now I think we're going to get, well, this is why Tony Kukoc was important. This is why Steve Kerr was important. This is why Luke Longley was important. I think we'll get a little bit of that and we'll see like the rise of the rest of the league too. We'll see like that Charlotte Hornets team. That's pretty good. Funny story. I have BJ Armstrong on the show this week. He was phenomenal. And I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that interview. What was interesting is that a couple of times in when we were talking, he was saying that he's a little nervous about seeing the rest of this documentary. And I think I figured out why that's the case. 
if you remember, B.J. Armstrong was part of the first championships with the Bulls. And while Michael Jordan was gone, B.J. had his best two years as a pro. I think the 94-95 season, the 93-94 season, I think he averaged 15 points a game, shot like 42% from behind the arc, had a really good season, and then had a good season before MJ came back. He was playing with Charlotte in 98, and uh, they won the first game of that series, and he was talking mad trash. I think that's why he's nervous. Because I think that they're going to capture him talking a lot of junk. And then we're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that BJ was talking a lot of trash back in the day. But I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm I'm so hyped up about this. It's been fun. It's like a nice day in Chicago, too. It'll be perfect. The sun will set. We can all mosey to our basements or our kitchens or wherever. Watch this thing and react to it. And... I'll have a podcast about episodes three and four immediately after it's done. So I thank you for the support. I know I'm throwing a lot at you today, but I appreciate you consuming it all. I'll talk to you after the last dance is over. Thanks for listening.